Hi, I'm Ollie from near Philadelphia. I'm Sina from Ohio. And this is Backlist and Chill. Hey, Sina, what is a Backlist and Chill? Backlist and Chill is where we hang out and talk about books by authors that were published, you know, a while ago. And mm-hmm. while we do that, we drink lots of drinks. It's a good time. It's the only good time now. <laughs> I'm so glad we had books. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, You know, not to immediately date this episode, but, you know, notes from a quarantine, huh? Yep. I'm just glad that we're reading, like, a fun series. Oh, I know. Because there's some series out there that we could have packed that would have been all less than fun for right now. Mm-hmm. Nope. We're going to read about magical fucking witches and their petty problems, and we're going to like it. <laughs> You're going to like it, goddammit. <laughs> Heck yeah. This episode, we are starting season four of Kate Tiernan is our backlist author. Clap, 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 clap. So excited. This first one in the sweep series is called Book of Shadows, but... Much like the Vampire Diaries ones, probably doesn't mean anything. No, who cares? Titles, it's book one. That's all that matters. It's book one. It's the first one. So, what are you drinking today? Because it sounds like you've got something fun. Oh, I do. Um, I got uh, ingredients for a witch's blood. But oh my gosh. I omitted a few ingredients. So, so I'm is it now a blood witch? A blood witch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, there are like four ingredients, but they're all very tasty. So it's tart cherry juice, vodka, Mm -hmm. orange Mm -hmm. juice, lime juice, and Sprite. And you're supposed to put ginger in it, but I hate ginger, so I didn't do that. like, nah, dude, nah. No, so it's very good. It's like a, it's a punch. Very good. You mentioned you made like a whole fucking pitcher of this. I did. I haven't been drinking it, though, so I'm not drunk yet. Okay. So I'm just, uh, so... I forgot that uh, Backlist and Chill involves booze. You forgot Chill. I forgot Chill. I only understood Backlist. I read the goddamn book, man. (laughs) That's the important part. It is the important part. But luckily, I had booze left over from my New Year's party. Mm -hmm. And so I've got some of my Wild Vines Blackberry Merlot still. You got your baby wine. It's cousin of baby wine. It's not the strawberry, but, it, you know, I do have strawberry upstairs if I run out of this. Nice. But the, the blackberry was down in my nice icy cold basement, and <laughs> it's good. I love it. It's very drinkable. It's basically fucking blackberry juice that has alcohol. So I'm just basically doing shots of this. <laughs> I mean, listen, these these baby wines, as long as we're reading about teenagers, which is always, always. it's always going to be relevant, right? Yeah. Though it does continue to make me think of vampires, it's so strange that we are talking about witches. I know, it's, I mean, it's not our first break from vampires, I feel like, no, it might be our first break from vampires it's, since the next Yeah, because even the witches had vampires when we were doing season two. Right. Well, so the last one we did that did not have vampires was that shitty circus book. Oh my and god. And then Blood and Chocolate, and then Aliens, so. Yeah, and we started that season because of vampires. It's true. So, this is our first active choice. Let's not talk about vampires for a while. <laughs> Alright, so we should talk about the Book of Shadows mm-hmm. from the Sweep series, or the Wicca series, number one. <laughs> but, I think we're possibly reading different copies. Yep. Cool. I have an omnibus, volume one, that has three books in it. Book of Shadows, 
Coven, and Blood Witch. What do you have? So I have a one of the original. The nice cover. Um, no. So it's Sweep has been reissued like three or four times. Mm. Um, I have the very very first edition, which is not the one with the nice like circular cover. Okay. Uh, it is just kind of a plain, very early thousands blurry Photoshop. Cool. Yeah. No, I like that. I remember seeing these covers with the like the the box down at the bottom that has the author's name mm-hmm. the title on it and that was like such a like very much this series kind of thing to me mm-hmm. yeah it's got a very good cohesive cover design for the whole series yeah i like it but you've got that nice mind up cover and those are really pretty too i do i have the it's like a warm colors kind of looks like parchment or cracked earth Mm -hmm. and then it has like nice gold filigree in the corners on the back and the the filigree makes a star in the center of the front cover but in like red color um it's just it's just very plain and yet very appealing i like it it's classy like they get yeah they get less specific as they go to omnibus because they always do yeah it still looks nice yeah, it's still like when I look at it, I still go, that's probably about witches. And then I read <laughs> Book Shadows, The Coven, Blood Witch. This is like, totally. Oh, yeah, it. definitely witches. But it's, it's nice. Um, and then the front cover of mine says, Love, Danger, Magic. Okay. Very important. So tell me, um, do you want me to read the back of the omnibus? Sure. Um, and then if it's super different from mine, we'll just, we'll do both. Okay. So this is the first time I've read the back of it because I didn't want any spoilers. Right, fair. Yes, so, the top says, get swept away by the magic of an epic love. <laughs> I need you to know when it's a K. <laughs> I know, I know. Met, no, so another podcast that I listened to, anytime time they came across magic with a K, it was Magik. Magik. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, Magik. <Magic. laughs> All right, Magik. I'm going to say magic. <laughs> Five, coward. <laughs> That's their thing. I don't want to steal their thing. (laughs) Morgan Rollins never thought she was anything other than a typical 16-year-old girl. But when she meets Cal, a captivatingly handsome coven leader, Mm. she makes a discovery that turns her whole world upside down. She is a witch. Fucking spoilers. Descended from an (laughs) ancient and powerful line. Oh, spoilers. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't read this. Ugh. But, like, we're going to talk about it, so whatever. But, but like, if I had read the fucking back of this, fucking spoilers! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so is Cal. Their connection is immediate and unbreakable. Cal teases out Morgan's power, her love, her magic. But Morgan discovers too soon that her powers are strong, almost too powerful to control. And she begins to suspect that Cal, her love, her soulmate, may be keeping secrets from her. Secrets that could destroy them both. I feel like that's probably a spoiler. I'm so mad at this cover. That feels like a spoiler for a book I haven't read. It's very, that's very, okay, so I mean, that is the problem with reading, like, Omnibi covers, right? It has to kind of cover all of them. But, I mean, that's... That's shitty, and I'm sad that you read it. I'm sad, too. But you know what? I feel like 
the they've hinted at in this story that she's strong and almost too powerful mm-hmm. but not to not too powerful to control that feels like a fucking spoiler mm-hmm. um and she suspects that cal may be keeping secrets from her like obviously there's been hints <laughs> that because he's like she's the one oh she must come to me blah 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 uh-huh. like he's got he's got some stuff where it's like you're not telling her everything that's going on that does seem like they've hinted at it but mm-hmm. they've not done it overtly, and secrets that could destroy them both. That's a fucking spoiler. Right, and also, like, you're reading this before you read the first book. Fuck off. Right? Right? Like, I'm glad I didn't read the back until just now. Yeah, me too. So, what's yours say? So, mine is, uh, something is happening to me that I don't understand. I see things, feel things in a new way. I can do things normal people can't do. Powerful things. Magical things. It scares me. I never chose to learn witchcraft, but I'm starting to wonder if witchcraft is choosing me. Like fucking liar, you did choose. <laughs> she actively chooses. Right? Like, she goes out of her way to choose. So here's, I've got another one uh, that is from Wicca number one. Mm-hmm. Wicca everywhere else in the world. Everywhere else but here. Morgan thinks witchcraft is laughable when her best friend Bree drags her to a meeting of the Cirrus Coven. But during a ceremony led by Cal, Morgan's longtime crush, what? Morgan feels a shock. Suddenly, everything looks brighter, clearer. Morgan doesn't want to get involved with witchcraft, but she feels like witchcraft is choosing her. That's a total lie. So, all of these blurbs fucking suck. <laughs> None of these blurbs talks about what the book actually is. No. Fully. Like, there's hints of it. But, like, Morgan chooses this. Morgan is excited by this. Uh, Brie doesn't drag her to this meeting. I know. She doesn't even think witchcraft is laughable at any point in time. Like, it's very serious and intriguing to her. She goes to a party that a new boy is throwing and discovers that that he's Wiccan. Like, what the fuck? Blurbs. Ugh. It sucks. I also hate that it, like, for a story that for the main character is very sincere, mm-hmm. I hate that that first, or the, the Wicca blurb is like, Morgan doesn't take magic seriously. Oh, she just hello. goes to this party, you know. Because like, she's no. got to crush. A long time crush. If you think a fucking week is a long time, Morgan, right. wow. Frustrating. Super frustrating. Hate the blurbs. Alright, so... Is it recap time? It is. All right, cool. Hmm. How to start this? Because the book starts out very, this is just my normal day, you know? Yeah, and I, I liked that. Yeah, so I mean, there are a lot of things in this book that are very, they're more grounded than a lot of the other stories that we've read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels much more realistic, even though it has magic. Right. Morgan definitely, especially by the end of the book, does things that are supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a lot of it, it just feels like something that basically anybody could go through. No, definitely. I had friends who basically did this book, minus <laughs> right? the supernatural shit. Very hashtag relatable. <laughs> So it's first day of school. She's a junior. Uh, she's going to school with her best friend Bree and her their friend Robbie. Uh, she's got a very normal, very Catholic mom, dad. She has a little sister, Mary Kay, who's also going to high school for her first year. 
freshman now, and 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 Morgan is just like, oh God, my beautiful sisters here. <laughs> right. Um. Because that is the thing about Morgan that I think a lot of people remember as setting her apart from a lot of other characters in series is that Morgan is specifically a very plain looking girl. Like she's yeah. not secretly beautiful. She's not Elena fucking Gilbert. <laughs> She's just, like, a very normal, very shy, like, she has friends, but she's not, she doesn't have, like, boyfriends, she's not super popular, she's just... She's not even had a boyfriend, right? Nope. She's just a very, very average girl, and it's not one of those where by, like, the end of the series, she discovers that she's a fucking beauty queen, and yeah. (laughs) Good. Yeah, it's, it's nice, it's, it's one of the things that I know a lot of people mention when the series comes up. Anyway... Normal girl, pretty sister, pretty best friend. Um, but she's not like resentful and bitter about it. She's just sort of like, yeah, they're prettier than me, and that gets them boyfriends. She just feels down about herself. She doesn't right. feel bad about them. She feels down about I'm boring. Yeah, I, that's a good way to put it. She's not like those slutty bitches. She's just yeah. like, man, sure wish I had tits. That would be great. I'm <laughs> constantly like Ugh. don't you know i'm ugly i have no tits it's like morgan honey one you do like by definition <laughs> i love that she doesn't even wear a bra apparently <laughs> she can just get away with that and i'm like yo you're fucking lucky there morgan let's trade you want some of the- <laughs> we can make she a does she does want uh i'm just i'm just sitting there like but what do you do about your nipples like i know those are still probably perking out everywhere like that's gotta oh. be awkward i hope she at least wears like a sports players yeah or something i don't know something uh anyway we're worried for you morgan is what we we're saying i care about you morgan and no chafing of the nipples is what i care about <laughs> i care about you and your nipples <laughs> <laughs> Three drinks in. So she uh, goes to school. She meets her very diverse cast of, of supporting characters. Yeah, I mean, it's a little tokeny, but it it's progressive for the time period. It's also more than we've had in any of the other series. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, Den of Shadows is debatable. Yeah, but not a... I don't even know. I can't even think in Den of Shadows. I don't think there was. There were no... Fallon Jaeger, right? (laughs) Jaeger? Jaeger, I think so. I think he was, what, maybe from the Middle East? But we're never really... That you and I are are questioning this (laughs) suggests it's never really talked about. Yeah, it's just, just, here, have a bad guy. Yeah, okay, okay, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, so I'm going to go with no. This is the first time we've got positive influency actual characters of, of queer. Right, and, and queer characters, shockingly. Yeah, I know. And we get mentions like there's a character who's Jewish. Like, mm-hmm. this is great. Tiernan is very careful to be specific about this stuff. Like, she doesn't describe their features and let you guess. She's like, no, yeah. like, this girl is Asian. This girl is black. My aunt is a lesbian. Like, <laughs> there's a little exotification uh, yes okay there's not a little there's exotification yes there is of uh black gal beth so like there is that which we know lj smith falls into yeah it reminded me a lot of d and forbidden game mm-hmm. we're talking about that dark yeah. skin and stuff and it's like eh. and, and literally saying she looked so exotic I'm like, yeah oh, come on <laughs> yeah yeah, it is. It's, you know, 2000 what? 2001? One, 2001. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, it is. Yep. But, I mean, there are two black girls in this in this one book, so that's 
nifty. Yep, and an Asian gal. I think she's even said to be Chinese, like, specifically. Yeah, yeah. It's not just, and here's an Asian gal, it's, here's a girl who is Chinese. Right. Um, I mean, you know, low bars. <laughs> this is where we're we at. We have crossed the low bar threshold. Yep. Of the early 2000s. Of these characters existing. Mm-hmm. No praise, just acknowledgement. <laughs> just facts. So she meets her friends. Uh, she has this very distinct uh, dynamic with Brie, where she gets to, she goes to school with Brie. Brie comes over to her house. They've been friends since they were little kids. Yeah. Uh, but Brie gets to school and Brie begs off to go hang out with her popular friends. And Morgan's like, nah, you go ahead. He hangs with her nerdy friends. Right. And Brie's like, you know, they, they would like you if you came and hang out with us. And Morgan's just like, nah, I'll, I'll be over here with the math club. <laughs> but as somebody who is also friends with people who are more popular than me it's definitely a relatable thing of being like yeah but i'm friends with you and i'm not friends with them yeah, yeah and they sure. make me uncomfortable so i'm gonna be over here with people that i know are on my level yeah yep i i had a, a guy friend he was gay and somehow he was friends with everyone and <laughs> we were like how come he's okay to be hanging out with but not the rest <laughs> of us all of you popular jock jerks like <laughs> oh nice yeah like i was surprised happy for my friend but it was just like i don't know how you're hanging out with these people who literally bully the, the rest of your friends i don't know that's a good question some people i don't know are likable i guess <laughs> yeah. i don't know <laughs> somehow you pass yeah but yeah so i mean the book goes into a lot of specifics like we said about the dynamics between morgan and her parents and morgan and her sister and morgan and her friends so it feels like they don't feel like archetypes they feel like people to me and she has two parents like yes i kept expecting her to have one parent like honestly (laughs) if this book was written even or the series was written even like another five ten years later Brie would have been the main character. Oh, you think so? Yeah, because oh, yeah. her, her broken family and her distant father. Her broken father. family, and she's beautiful, and she's chasing this boy who doesn't really like her. Like, she's very Elena. Oh, that's fair. That's true. That's true. I feel that. This is a good version of the Vampire Diaries? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what if we follow uh, Meredith? Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, Meredith's still pretty, but... Uh... Yeah. Okay, what if we follow Bonnie? <laughs> I don't know. No one in that. No one in that series. Oh man, no. Everybody in L.J. Smith's world is always flawlessly beautiful. That's true. We should we should follow one of the red shirts then. <laughs> right, one of Alita's underlings. Sweet. Yeah, one of the ones that gets murdered. <laughs> That's the only reason you ever learn their name. <laughs> uh, but not in this book. In this book, no, we learn. This book, you learn everybody's fucking last name too. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Raven, what's it, Metzger, I want to say? I don't even remember. All of these last names got thrown at me, and I was just like, I messaged you. <laughs> I'm not going to remember any of these. There's so those Bree Warren and Janice Uto and Raven Meltzer. Suzanne Herbert. Ethan Sharp. Chip Newton. Bobby <laughs> Gurovich. Uh, Chris Hawley. I never remembered his last name. Didn't know nope. he had one. Jenna Ruiz, Matt Adler, Justin Bartlett. Tamara has shown up. Do we get a last name for Tamara? Tamara doesn't get a last name. I think she gets one at some point. Uh, not immediately, Because though. everybody does. Everybody does. Alessandra Spotford. Everybody, when you show up, you get a fucking last name, too. And I'm just like, why? 
Right. And these are characters that, as the story goes on, like, are going to fall off. Like, not, yeah. not all of these characters Why are Why are you important. introducing me to 40 characters <laughs> when only nine of them are arguably remotely worth following? There are a lot of things, especially as I started this book, that felt very... Uh, I don't know how to say it without being shitty. <sighs> I guess they felt kind of fanficy to me in a singular sense. In the sense that, like... You know, my name is Morgan Rollins. I do this. This is my friend Bree. She is beautiful. It's like baby's first fanfic. Yeah. Where it's not necessarily the fanfic out there that is good. Where you're like, damn, this is a really fucking good story. But you're like, hey, I'm going to write a fanfic. And this is me. And I go do this. And here's my friend. And she is so pretty. Like, it's very early days. Given that what we know about Kate Tiernan and how many books she's written... I would have to assume that the tone of this book is intentional, right? Like the writing (laughs) level, everything is just sort of there to be easy and accessible and readable. I mean, honestly, as we say this, I feel like the tone is, hi, I'm a 16 year old girl and I'm going to write my life story. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. Here's my friend and their last name. And here's this person and their last name. Yeah. Then it's that it's I'm going to overshare because I don't yet know what I want to focus on. That's fair. So yeah, it's a little clunky, it's a little a little basic, but I mean, I don't know, there's something as I as I started reading this, I was just like, "Oh wow, I could just down this entire thing." Like <laughs> this is a this is a not James Patterson copyrighted bookshot. <laughs> this is very easy. I want to be by a pool and I never want to be by a pool reading. <laughs> I want to be in a pool. It's just extremely easy to read. And like, I know you're reading the bind up. So yours is a little bulkier, but mine is so small. It's so small, Ollie. It's 187. Okay, mine's 175. But the book itself is so fucking tiny. I'm holding it up to the microphone like you can see it. (laughs) But it's so tiny that you really feel like you could just fucking down this thing in two hours. I fully fucking agree so i tried to pace myself on the book so like all right cool i'm gonna break it up to you know i'm gonna do 50 pages a day and i probably manage that so i'm giving myself an extra day to Mm -hmm. to finish it and whatever and then if i still have 20 pages to go before i will wake up early and read the last 20 pages no i read (laughs) i read 50 pages then I read 50 pages, <laughs> then, I mean, like, one day, and then 50 pages the next day, and then I took Thursday off, we record on Saturdays, mm-hmm. and, because I just, I was uh, doing other stuff, and then last night, I just read the last 75 pages, mm-hmm. and I read the last 75 pages in, like, one gulp. Yep. I, dude, I did the exact same thing, except <laughs> I had to make myself stop after 50 pages. I was like, no, I can't. If I do it now, I'll forget it by Saturday. So I need to draw this exactly. out. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, this is why I, I need to stop. I need to take it slow. But like, I intentionally took yesterday off because I knew that I only had like 87 pages left. <laughs> and if I tried to read 50 of those, I would not stop. You would read all of them. So yeah, last yesterday I just fucking laid back and I was like, mm-mm-mm, time for some Book of Shadows. <laughs> I have such a hard time these days reading. I don't know what it is. It's just been one of those things. Like ever since I stopped doing the the young adult magazine mm-hmm. and and I had been reading so much for the for the magazine, reading was just a fucking chore at that point because it was my fucking job. Yeah. And I haven't recovered from it. Mm-hmm. 
really read for pleasure. I will read if I'm traveling because that's pretty much the only time I read. Nothing else to uh, do. Exactly. Uh, or I will read for the podcast. And reading this book, it was so fucking easy to read. I know. It's, it goes down so good. so happy. <laughs> yeah. And I cared about the characters. Like, mm-hmm. they were kids that I cared about. I wasn't like, I'm so invested in, your, in, in you getting what you want. I was just like, these poor kids, I hope they have a good time. Yeah, you're like, no, these are good kids. <laughs> they are good kids. Oh, but from the beginning, very easy to read. It is. Um, and they managed to pack so much shit into... So, I mean, 50-50, right? Because, like, I went to write the recap to this, and I'm like, what recap? Nothing a happens. Recap. Why Nothing do I happens. need to have a recap? Meet boy, do circles, do circles, <laughs> do circles. <laughs> and then I started flipping through it. Like, I'll just peruse, and I'll just kind of make a note of what happens in each chapter. Yeah. I'm like, they cover a lot of fucking time in this one book. Like, Yeah, isn't it, like, two months? So it's from the autumn equinox to Halloween. So no, however long that, that is. Well, their first... Their first circle. Oh, okay. So they they must. So the autumn equinox is uh, in August. Well, and and they also go back to school. So I would assume that's yeah. end of so, August. So end of August. September. Let me check. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. So they go to school at the beginning of September. I was wrong because I was thinking, oh, but October is silent, so therefore it has to have been several months ahead. No. So they go to school probably after Labor Day because this is the two thousands and they're in. New York. So for about two weeks, I think they said Cal was there. And then the equinox is usually around the 21st of the month. So like this coming year, it's September 22nd. So so like m- m- a month and a half or so? Um, No, I would, I would still say closer closer to two months, but more than a month and a half, less than two months. Actually, you know what? You know how much I love time. Let me go look at the year I was gonna, I was wondering, do you, did you get hung up on that for this one there was one moment where i got hung up on a thing and then uh-huh. i was just like fucking let it go <laughs> <laughs> let it go ollie stop your shit <laughs> all right hold on so september in the year 2001 labor day <laughs> labor day i love the internets Labor Day would have been the third, because it's the first Monday of September is Labor Day. And typically, children didn't go back to school in August. They went back to school in September after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do we say, does it say what day it is when they first get to school? Um, the early September sun is all it says. Okay, so let's assume they go back on um, Wednesday, because that's a nice day that people typically go back to school mm-hmm. on after, after the summer break. So let's say they go back to school on September 5th. Which means it's Wednesday, it's the Wednesday after Labor Day. Which means if we do two weeks of Cal being here, if the equinox is on the 22nd that year as well, that would be Saturday the 22nd, let's look up the autumnal equinox of the year 2001. (laughs) The one thing I need to also look up is the moon phases, because that was the thing that was tripping me up. Saturday, September 22nd, in the year 2001, was indeed the autumnal equinox. Good job, Kate Tiernan. I am so team you right now. (laughs) All right. Uh, Full moon October 2001. I fucking would be so shocked if it was like a full moon on Halloween, because there's no fucking way. But everyone's always like, it's Halloween and there's a full moon. I'm like, you know, it doesn't happen every fucking October, <laughs> right? It's not Halloween is the full moon of October, <laughs> you fools. I love, I love we're getting into Ollie's very specific pet peeves. 
Oh, Halloween is always on a Saturday and it's always on a fucking full moon in these goddamn books. <laughs> well, listen, it has to because we have to have the very important party. <laughs> always with the costume party. You can't have those on a weeknight. I'm sorry. I know. I didn't pay enough attention to know whether or not it was a weekend on Halloween for them. I can't remember. I'm sure we'll get there. I feel like it could have been. But Halloween... Oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. It's a Friday when they confront her, and she says eight days after that was going to be Halloween. So that would make Halloween on a Saturday, yeah? Which is wrong, because it was on a Wednesday. Ha ha! Caught you, Kate Tierney. Caught you. You did so well up until this point. You gave us all the clues. Yep. However, the moon was a waxing gibbous, which is still pretty pretty full. That's not too bad. Oh, also, maybe yep. uh, this was written to take place in 1999. Not that I want oh. you to check. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't don't do it because then it will fail on its on its equinox okay well then you know 2001 she was mostly right she was mostly right she probably wrote it for 2000 or 2001 i hope so i'm gonna go with good job kate tiernan you were correct (laughs) that saturday the 22nd of the year 2001 was in fact the autumnal equinox however (laughs) fuck you halloween was on a wednesday (laughs) Oh my gosh. Listen, it's fine. It's not fun. We all know it's it's fine. We all know that Ollie has trouble. <laughs> Capital T and that rhymes with H. That stands for Halloween. <laughs> what? What just happened? <laughs> Alright, hold on. I don't know. Are you are you good? Are you no. still looking stuff up? I'm still looking stuff up. Oh Give my me a god, minute. I'm sorry. I regret this. You should. <laughs> All right, so even in the year 2000, Halloween was on a fucking Tuesday. Well, yeah, makes sense. And in 99, it was on a Sunday. (laughs) We're inching closer, so maybe the book (laughs) takes place in 1998. (laughs) Anyway, unimportant. It was important to me. I know, I know it's important to you. I know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we're past that. First day of school. We're still here. <laughs> we haven't gotten there. Anyway, so look. I'm gonna meets... shut up. You do your thing. Okay, she meets Cal. Uh, we have a very YA moment where Cal's fucking like hair blows in the wind. There's a <laughs> choir of angels. Uh, Morgan sees Cal, and of course, Cal is literally the most beautiful man to exist. But thank God no one compares him to a fucking Roman coin like all of these other books do. Also very proud. Good job, Kate Tiernan. We all appreciate it. Good job. Uh, Respectable thing, as we've mentioned about this book, she literally just goes to school, sees Cal, and then it's a week later. Now this book has, uh, it knows exactly what it wants to do. Right. It's like, no, these are the scenes we're showing and fuck you. We're going to go right through the rest of them. She she sees Cal, uh, he's very handsome, everybody immediately falls in love with him. A week later, Cal's in one for classes, and they characterize him as being very chill and nice to everybody, like he's a very affable dude. Yeah, I liked him. He's just very friendly to everybody, all the girls are trying to get him to go out with them, but he's- And all the gay boys. And all the gay- yeah, there is a gay- The one gay boy. <laughs> there is a gay boy who uh, very quickly learns that Cal is not gay. 
Sad face. Sad face. Cal does go out with people, but only insofar as he sort of gets them to show him the town. I'm not really sure what Cal's doing, personally. Yeah. I think he's just, like, vibing. I, I guess. He, he, he goes out with girls, but only, like, once and to, like, see different places in the town. I vaguely wondered if he was, like, trying to screen people one-on-one for witch powers. Yeah. You're like, are you a witch? No. Are you a witch? No. And then he decides, you know what would be easier? To just get a whole bunch of people in one place and yeah, we'll right. screen what them that I, way. a boy who has a house, had a party? But in a field as opposed to at my house? No, my house is for the cool ones. Yeah, I will screen them and then the cool kids can come to my nice house. <laughs> so uh, Cal throws a party. He invites people from all different cliques. <gasps> I'm sorry, I just learned a thing. What? What? So, so, so Halloween this year. Oh no! It's, it's beautiful. It's on a it's on a Saturday and it's a full moon. <laughs> this book is set in the year twenty twenty. <laughs> Apparently, it's on a full moon every nineteen years. So, uh, good job. It was a full moon. Nice. Yeah, I think it was the I think it was the first day of the full moon. So more and more things lining up for Kate Tiernan. Good job. Fuck yeah, good job, Kate Tiernan. I believe, I super believe in you. (laughs) So, anyway. Sorry. (laughs) Cal throws this party. Everybody's having fun. And then after, I I feel like it would be funnier if he let everybody party for eh, about a half an hour before kicking (laughs) everybody out. But... It was more likely like an hour or two. Yeah. Cal is like, hey guys, want to do a circle? What I want to like do magic and shit? I'm a wizard. Uh. <laughs> and all of the kids are like, I'm sorry, what? This is a nice Catholic town, sir. And Cal's like, oh, you don't have to, but I want to do a spell. So if you want to do a spell with me, you know, just hang you back. Stay. Otherwise, get the fuck out. So Morgan, of course, wants to stay. Her friends want to stay. She's all like, Cal, so pretty. Um, yeah, everybody. That's everybody. Everyone's like, mm, so pretty. I'll do magic with this guy. So it's a holiday. As we said, it's the autumn equinox. I want to say that he said it was Maybach, but I don't actually know Wiccan holidays. Maybe. I do believe Maybe. Okay. I yes. made a guess and I was uh, wrong. All right. Let me reveal to you. Now that we are at the witch parts, how fucking much I knew all of this shit. Mm-hmm. It's very Wicca 101. It's so Wicca 101, but also, like, Sina, I've fucking gone to these goddamn fucking rituals. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've participated. I have so many pagan friends. <laughs> I have, I've had Wiccan friends. The first girl I ever kissed got into Wicca, and, like, <laughs> so we I just fucking learned about Wicca because mm-hmm. of her. But I wasn't Wiccan, because I was Catholic, but I wasn't Catholic. I wouldn't give a shit. No matter if it was a gay story, just saying Cal could be a girl. I I mean, true. Yeah, so, like, everything they're talking about, I'm like, Kate Tiernan did, did her research. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Like, it doesn't read, except in a couple places, it doesn't read, like, a sensationalized version of Wicca. It's just mm-hmm. fucking Wicca. No, that's what I really love about this, because I feel like 
everybody has that part of their teenage years, right? Yeah. Where you are a Wiccan for a little while. And you know, some people really take to it and they are yeah. pagan or Wiccan all their lives. And that's super cool. But I feel like the re- this book is very familiar <laughs> to a lot of people of like those years yeah. that they spent going to magic stores and reading books. Oh, God, I love going to occult shops. Ah, me too. It's so fun. They're so good. I love, oh, just, mm, this book is so nostalgic and I've never read it before. <laughs> I know, right? I know, I have such, like, she goes to the fucking magic store in this book like three times. Uh, that'd be me. Right, and every time I'm just like, oh, I did this. Mm, it's like I can smell this fucking store. I can see the displays. Up to and including the random fucking penis candles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i love it it's so good so yeah cal spends a lot of this book explaining wicca to people that is kind of his primary job that's kind of everybody's primary job that in this is, book actually yeah anyone she meets who's not like already her friends hi ho children let's talk about witchcraft <laughs> i love it because they have so many of those conversations where it's like those things that you discover when you're a teenager when you're you're getting into the stuff where like well, mom, you know what Easter eggs mean for Easter? <laughs> you know about the Christmas tree, mom? Oh, God. Right. So the moment where she's like, well, I don't know, mom, you say one God, but don't we worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? Right? <laughs> that three? I was like, listen to me, Morgan. <laughs> Technically speaking, Catholics believe that they're all just one aspect of the same God. You've not been paying attention. <laughs> right. Come on, kid. You're making your parents mad. Just go hide your books. <laughs> I just, but yeah, I just love that every every part of this book is so extremely relatable. Oh gosh, definitely, definitely. The herbs, I loved. Oh god, sorry, we're just getting so far ahead because I just, I really loved this book. I just, spoiler alert for me, I loved this book. I'm so glad. Hi, pipe, pipe. Okay, so. Cal does, you know, everybody's baby's first Wiccan Circle casting. Baby's first Wiccan Circle! My first circle was not. Really? <laughs> no, because I went to like a like a New Jersey pagan, like a summer solstice one, and so mm-hmm. it was just like huge, like 60-something people. Holy shit. Out having a great time, because like I said, I've been friends with people who are pagan, and they're just like, you should come with me to this. I'm like, alright, I don't care, let's go. Fuck yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So they they cast the circle. Uh, Cal tells them that in the spirit of the holiday, they need to banish things. So they go around the circle and the kids banish various, you know, like fear and small minds, stuff like that. They get to a couple of kids who are like, (laughs) I banished my stepmom. (laughs) I banished school. (laughs) I got to that part and I was like, oh, it me. (laughs) (laughs) I would absolutely be that asshole. (laughs) And that would suck because then you wouldn't be able to go to any more circles. Yeah, that's how I leave this story. (laughs) In chapter two. I'd be like, bye. (laughs) Sorry. Right. So... Uh, they get to Morgan, and Morgan is like, oh, oh, shit, I wasn't prepared for this. Another little test. She's, she's like, uh, I banish limitations. And then Morgan has a terrible pain in her chest, and she has to take a break. And her friends come over, and they're like, hey, you okay? She's like, nah, I'm fine. Uh, heartburn. It's, it's cool. I'm 16. Uh, and then in the most YA moment ever, and I, I love it so much, Cal stares at her from across the field, and he says, I banish loneliness he's such a fucking ya hero (laughs) it is i love it 
He's like, are you the one who I can put on a pedestal forever? And we can marry and have babies who are witches? What's it in LJ Smith's Night World series? They're soulmates. It's just soulmates? I thought there was a special word for it. Nah. Okay. Sweep's got a special word for it. Don't worry. Oh, I'm excited to hear it eventually. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we're going to get there in the first three. Yeah, we will. We probably will. Anyway. The next few days, Morgan has weird experiences. She, like, knows the numbers of the hymns that they're going to sing at church. And she knows when people are going to call. And she knows what her aunt's girlfriend does for a living without meeting her. Yeah, and, like, a guy's going to fall off the roof if he uh, cleans the gutters. Yeah, it's just very low-key psychic stuff. Yeah. And uh, this is a good time as I need to mention that every chapter, or most chapters, are preceded by... A little snippet of like a journal entry in different handwriting fonts. Yeah, two only two handwritings. Yeah, so it's it's clearly Cal and Morgan. Yeah, and Cal's are all very. They're like the only insight that we get into Cal that isn't through Morgan's point of view, and they are very needy. Gosh, yeah, totally. It's it's lots of it's her. I know it's her. She's I so sent powerful. a message. Will you dream of me? I have to guide you. Why won't she come to me? <laughs> they're they're all very intense yeah like i do i do i do love him as this kid who's very like alone and wants to make friends yeah but i need him to chill the fuck out and i don't think he's gonna <laughs> he does he needs to chill for like two seconds dude so for two fucking seconds let this girl live her fucking life right just be cool cal be cool <laughs> So, uh, and Morgan's is mostly just reflecting on the shit that's happening to her. Okay, but you you neglected to mention that there's uh-huh. also excerpts from random books, some yeah. of which are pro-witch and some of which are very much fucking witch hunters. I fucking neglected to mention that shit because I don't read it. It's you don't read it? I read it. I obviously because I had to read everything because I read it for the first time. They are just ridiculous and I love them. I'm just going to open up to a random chapter. Cool. Uh, chapter eight. The beginning part here says, There exist seven houses of witchery. They keep to themselves, marrying within their clans. Their children are most unnatural, with night-seeing eyes and inhuman powers. Except mm. from Witches, Mages, and Warlocks by Atlas Polydarmus, 1618. That's one of the books that is anti-witches. A book and a person that definitely exists. Totes. Yeah, so we get we get two one to two things before every fucking chapter starts, and the chapters are minuscule, so it happens a lot. They're so small, and I loved that, and I think that's why it was easy to read. <laughs> it is. They're yeah, it's you know bite size. So Morgan and Bree go to Practical Magic, their bookshop. The guy at the counter like is very creepy, and and clearly realizes that she's a fucking witch, a real witch. And it, like, hassles her about it in a weird way. It's like, dude, chill. She's, like, a teenager. Right? At one point later, he's just like, so what clan are you? And it's like, she's 16. She might not even fucking know. Just leave her the hell alone. Right? Like, Cal doesn't know. Like, it's obviously not weird for people to not know. Exactly. Like, considering the history we learn, like, you're just a fucking witch. The end. Yep. But he, he's very intense, and he gives her a book on the clans. And, and of course, there are seven clans, because everybody has one thing that they do, and a cool name, yep. and that's it. Yep, be like, this is the only thing that your clan really does. You do fucking herbs, you do dark magic, you do light <laughs> magic, you do fucking elemental shit. Just so yep. fine, it's fine. You're the bad guys, you're the good guys, you're the Lokis. <laughs> yep, reading about those ones, I was like, if I was, that's me. I'm fucking leprechauns. <laughs> 
It's very silly. Um, so uh, after school, they arrange to have another circle. Uh, but before that, Cal kicks out the popular kids who didn't take things seriously. Including Bree's at the time boyfriend. Dude, I fucking forgot he was ever a part of this. He's not important. No, he's just important to laying out Bree's, like, patterns. Chewing up boyfriends. Yep. I truly believe that if her and Cal had dated for even five seconds, she'd have been like, all right, I'm bored now. I know, right? Like, they should have, I mean, you know, it's a book series, so they're not, but nah. she should have just fucking let it. Right, just let it happen. Let, let Brie prove that Brie doesn't actually feel this way, and Cal doesn't feel that way, and even if Brie feels that way, Cal Yeah, I mean, that is kind of the problem. The Cal's never interested, and mm-hmm. Brie just doesn't let it go. Mm-hmm. But as as they interact more and they start seeing each other, Morgan starts feeling like she's falling in love with Cal. And you know, literally fucking nothing about him, but whatever. I mean, this is so, like, yes, obviously you would fall in love with Cal. He's beautiful and he's the only boy who's ever paid any attention to you, Morgan. He invites you over to do shit. Yeah, we get it. She has a scene where she's about to tell Bree and then Bree's like, no, I, I am in love with him as well. <laughs> even though i have a boyfriend and of course morgan of the low self-esteem doesn't feel like she can compete with brie so she's just like well that's the end of that (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) never started but uh well good luck brie i'll just watch from afar for her credit she does she's just like okay i'm not gonna get in the way of my friend like i wish she had said something and been like oh i kind of liked him but Go for it. Anything. Any communication. So that Brie knew. Because later on, Brie is like, and you don't even like him, and I'm in love with him. And it's like, Brie, you never ask. No, you just kind of made an assumption. Yeah. And Morgan didn't tell you, but... Right? Like, either of them. God, communicate, children. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Cal invites Morgan personally to the next circle. He wants to start a coven, and he gives a little backstory about his mom, who's a famous Wiccan. Yeah. They have another meeting, and Cal teaches them how to make a circle, and it's all very Wicca 101. But during the casting, Morgan begins to see auras. It is cool. Um, When it's over, she gets sick again, and he explains that she channeled too much energy, and he's he's very, like, interested in her, and all the other girls are like... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Raven just needs to date Beth for the end. (laughs) Yeah, it's mostly Brie and Raven who are, like, making eyes at Cal the whole time. Okay. So, so we mentioned Dead of Shadows very briefly and the wishes and mm-hmm. things like that, but I'm just picturing Brie as Jessica and Raven as Raven. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Even though Raven's been described differently, but like at one point, uh, I think this, this scene, uh, Morgan described her as like, she said some very anti-sex worker language and oh, yeah. mentioned like her collar and, and <laughs> yeah. shit like that. And I'm like, oh my God, it's just Raven. <laughs> yeah. And for me with Brie, it's the long, silky black hair and like, yeah. her wearing like peasant blouses and long black skirts. That's fair. I definitely think that Raven from Dead of Shadows and Raven from Sweep were made from the same base doll. <laughs> yep. We were like, here you go. What are we going to call this one? It comes with the name Raven, so. <laughs> um, so uh, all the girls are mad that Cal's paying attention to Morgan. To to plain old Morgan. But this uh, circle that they're having is at Cal's house. Yes, in his cool attic bedroom. Cal has extre- an extremely cool house. He's obviously extremely rich. Yeah. 
And when it's over, Cal invites everybody to go swimming. And also, fuck you, Cal, for not telling everybody beforehand that you had a pool. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to offer, I mean... I would be so mad. I'd be Morgan. Yeah, no, sure. I'm I'm shocked that more of these kids are not Morgan. Right? RSVP, tell people to bring their swimsuits. It's rude. <laughs> Cal, you're rude. <laughs> you're rude, Cal. This is just a teenage boy plot to see girls in their underwear, except not because everybody just gets naked. I know. I couldn't understand. I'm like, I'm like, are they all influenced by the magic right now? Because I do not know. Like, maybe one, maybe one of my friends would have just been like, I don't want to get my underwear and my bra wet, so I'm just going to go uh, naked. Literally, that might be it. I otherwise don't know a single other teenager from when I was a kid who would have been like, who cares? Like, we would have all just been in our friggin' undergarments. But yeah, no, seven out of nine, man, just fucking, they just rip it off and they jump in that fucking pool, titties bouncing everywhere, dicks flopping. Why? And I love that Morgan's like, oh my god, is this going to turn into an orgy? What's happening right now? (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Morgan, you're right, because I'm also kind of getting this vibe. Yeah, I think they're all going to start waking up. This is not good. Kate Turner, I trusted you. (laughs) But like, oh, I don't know. I just, mm, it creeps me out. Because, like, now, if any of them get together, it's like, you've already seen each other naked in your teenagers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's happening? I, I could definitely believe a reading of It's the Magic, because they do, like, there's a, a little bit where one of the, the stoner guy, like, hops in the pool, and he flops his hair back, and then another girl's like, oh, he's cute. What are these new feelings that I'm having. So like it's all clearly like a, a new beginnings and, and seeing each other differently, but Yeah, for the first time with fresh eyes and all that. And like maybe you know, maybe Morgan helps that happen. <laughs> but uh yeah, Morgan's like, um no. No. <laughs> How about I don't? Cal tries to talk her into it. This is the part where he's like, Oh, you could just stay in your your bra, that's fine. Morgan's like, I'm not wearing a bra and he's like, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I loved his, I loved, because it was very silly. I don't wear a bra, I said, then instantly wanted to kick myself. He grinned. Really. (laughs) I don't exactly need to, I mumbled unhappily. He cocked his head, still grinning. Really, he said. (laughs) I panicked, my breaking point reached. I have to get home, thanks for the circle, I said, turning to go. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Not even a question, there's no question mark, it's just period. Really? He's like, oh, go on, tell me more. Yeah, he's just like, you don't? All right, cool, cool. You're such a witch. You're just, you're just fucking freeballing. <laughs> um. So Morgan tries to run away, but Cal grabs her. Inappropriate, Cal. It, it is inappropriate, but she's also very specific about being like, what's this? What's <laughs> happening? <gasps> oh, okay. She's very excited by it. Uh, so Cal grabs her and he pulls her to him. And then he picks her up and just carries her into the water. God, people don't have cell phones. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Brie is angry at Morgan for all the attention Cal is giving her. Which is where I start to get mad at Brie. Right. I mean, because Morgan is having to deal with all of this witch stuff, but she's also not soliciting this attention. Like, this is all Cal. Yeah, and like Brie starts to accuse her of like, doing an act and i'm just like no brie come on 
Well, and to her credit, at this point, Morgan says basically the same thing. She's like, you know me. Like, how could you how could you say that? You know that I wouldn't do that. She's like, I'm super embarrassed that this keeps happening to me. Like, and Brie breaks down and she's like, no, I know. I know. I just love him so much. And he's not paying any attention to me. And he's, he's only paying attention to you. And it just hurts my feelings so bad. I like Brie needs an older sister so badly. Someone who can tell her, honey, you gotta chill the fuck out. Yeah. So Brie apologizes and she said she's just upset that Cal isn't paying attention to her. And Morgan, of course, is just like, well, he's not interested in me. He's interested in in me being a witch. And Brie's like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. Why would he be interested in you? I'm extremely hot. (laughs) So uh, she goes back to the magic store. That same guy's there. He asks her who her clan is. She's like, what is happening? I did like the touch that she meets her aunt's girlfriend at the store and she's just like looking at herbal stuff because she's a vet. Yeah, where she's like, oh, I wanted to learn about small animal massage therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And uh, she's like, but no, a lot of lesbians are into this. So I get where you would would get confused. (laughs) Her name's Paula, I think. And she's like, oh, yeah, no. Lesbians fucking love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Correct. Fucking true. <laughs> I honestly don't know anyone who is AFAB and identified as a lesbian at some point who wasn't at least intrigued by Wicca. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah. Especially if you're raised in like a, a Christian house of some sort. Right, where it's very patriarch. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, there's a religion where it's not bad to be gay? What's this one? <laughs> it's not bad to be gay or um, a woman? Wow. Yeah. I was super interested in this thing. Let's go. How intriguing. I, if only the religion I was born into would have respected my fucking autonomy. <laughs> that would have been great. But I guess I'll do this one now. Yep. Guess we're over here. A little later on, Morgan's mom finds her Wicca books and she freaks out. I thought it was interesting that Morgan's like, what is happening right now? Oh, I loved this. It's good, because Morgan's like, this isn't my mom. This isn't the way that my mom should react to anything. Yeah, and that's, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Because <laughs> her mom just loses her shit. She's like, this is a Catholic family, young lady. This is devil worship. Uh, actually, mom. <laughs> there isn't a devil in Wicca. <laughs> I say, having said that exact thing to my mom, it went over about as well. Uh, yep. <laughs> We're like, it's not Satanism. And I wish, though, of course, at the time I had known. And uh, actually in Satanism. <laughs> actually Satanists. It's about personal power. Actually, Satanists are kind of cool, mom. <laughs> Satanists are equally excellent to people of my assigned <laughs> gender. I, know, I love it. So her mom forbids Morgan from pursuing Wicca any further or from having the books. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, so the stuff with Brie about, you know, why is Cal paying attention to you? And then the parents about why you got these these devil books. Uh, we're starting to actually finally get some conflict in the book. <laughs> it's true. I was worried reading it that I'm like, I don't know where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. It's just casual, everyday girl learning about Wicca and also clearly has a little bit of actual magic. To- yep. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of the beginning is a lot of discovery. Let's just talk a lot about Wicca and how it makes us feel. It's fine. 
So Morgan, she gives her books to Brie. She tries to, I thought that was interesting. There's a little break in the book where Morgan tries to not, have you tried not being wicked? <laughs> she spends time with her, her like math friends and she tries to do other things, but she just can't stop thinking about it. Let us also appreciate that she does not at any point stop being a math geek. Yes, this is true. She she skips her clubs a couple times, but... She also skips a couple circles, so... Mm-hmm, that's true. So she tries not being wicked. Doesn't work out great. She goes with her church to visit a convent and has some magical, mag- magical <laughs> connections with the herb garden, which just sort of hardens her resolve to pursue Wicca because she, she she's vibing with those herbs. At Bree's house, we get some exposition that's not Wicca. Well, so a lot of this, as you said, has been basically what you would you would find if you opened up a book that's actually on Wicca. Yeah. Now we finally start getting to the, the fictional part. Because <laughs> Cal gives an exposition dump on the seven clans. The stuff that is sweep only. Yep. So they talk about there's a, there's a good clan. They're called the Rowan Wands. Clearly. And then there's the evil clan. They're called the Woodbanes. Uh, and then there are five clans in between that switch sides. And nobody cares about those. They're not important. <laughs> Everybody in between. Who cares? So Cal explains that the clans fought until they almost wiped each other out. Uh, the Salem witch trials were an inside job. Oh my god, that made me mad. But I was like, fine, whatever. <laughs> right, right. It's this book. And he explains that eventually they called a truce. And the few blood witches that were left established a high council because, again, there's always a high council. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he differentiates for the first time between blood witches who can do real magic and Mm. witches witches who are there to fill out the numbers. (laughs) One of the the other characters, I think it's Jajena, is like, well, I guess we'll just all have to settle for being regular witches. And Cal's like, "Uh, excuse you, I'm very special. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i am in fact a blood witch so back the fuck off (laughs) yeah morgan leaves that feeling all flutter blood witch (laughs) am i that no i couldn't possibly be never have you seen my parents so catholic (laughs) even though we're all totally different (laughs) so morgan tries to go the next circle and is foiled by her mom's annoying co-worker also extremely relatable (laughs) (laughs) she is upset that she didn't get to make that circle so she decides to try a spell herself to test her abilities wait um something i forgot to mention that i liked Mm -hmm. previously i thought it was at the next uh time she went to the shop but i think it was the second one so between the going to the shop and running into the aunt's new girlfriend and i think one of the ladies from church who who grows herbs and sells them to shops around town and then like the nuns and stuff she's starting to see People do still get a lot out of earth-based knowledge, let's call it, even mm-hmm. if they're not doing earth-based religion. And I super appreciated that because that's everything comes from us learning about our world. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was this aspect to it that had I read this series when it came out, I would have felt a lot better about like my own personal connection to the world because like i'm not pagan i'm not wiccan but i do a lot of the stupid shit 
like, I, I take it back. It's not stupid. If you do it, you know, because you, you do it because of religion, it's not stupid. If you do it the way I do it, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> I can do this stuff and not have to be like, I'm worshiping something. And having all of these, like, adults in her life just kind of, like, doing things or historically being like, yeah, the nuns grew all this stuff and, like, oh, here's here's her memory of a nun making, like, a potion. I'm like, oh, this is good. Thank you. I appreciate these little asides very much. Yeah, for Morgan, it's part of discovering, like, old tradition and... Yeah. For her, it's making it less scary to enjoy Wicca and she kind of is like, Wicca's everywhere! And I'm like, it's not Wicca that's everywhere. <laughs> if that's what you need right now to get into Wicca, I'm not gonna stop you. So she has a conversation with her aunt's girlfriend, I think. the Whichever one of them tells her that church is what you bring to it. The girlfriend, because she mentions, no, I'm, I'm not uh, Wiccan, I'm Jewish. Ah, okay, yeah, that's right. But I liked that Morgan took that in, and the next time she went to church, she was like, I think I'm going to be a Wiccan. But I still like going to church. I still like this still has value for me, like the familiarity of being with my family here and and stuff like that. Like I like that it's not. Yeah, she's not just like, fuck all religion. Yeah. No, it's it's nice. It's a really even handed transition for Morgan. And I appreciated that. Yeah. And honestly, teenagers, this is not off. This is not the way it usually goes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All of the ones that I knew growing up, it was just like, I'm into Wicca and fuck the patriarchy. And I'm like, fuck the patriarchy, yes. <laughs> right. So Morgan decides she's going to do a spell herself, goddammit. If I can't hang out with other people and do magic, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So she casts a spell to clear the skin of her friend Robbie, who has really bad acne. It's very cute. She like goes and she buys all the herbs on the sly and she waits till her family's asleep and she pays really close attention to whether or not they're walking around. And it's in the middle of a thunderstorm. And after Morgan casts her her spell for the first time, there's like a clap of thunder outside and the, the lightning flashes and Morgan's like, oh God, am I getting punished by God? I did love that. Where she's like, God's telling me not to do it. <laughs> me too. I love it so much. So it turns out the potion works real well. Everybody's just sort of like, oh, wow, glad that happened totally by itself. Until Robbie is like, all right, well, listen, I got to tell somebody because this is clearly magic. So he tells Cal and Bree. And this is where Bree just gets real bad. Uh, she, she doesn't believe that Morgan has done what she said she's done. I was so sad about Bree at this point. Like, not her character as as written, but just, like, her. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's an important distinction to make. So that it didn't feel like, oh, this is unnecessary. It just felt like this is this girl being, like, fucking rude. <laughs> yeah, no. Brie is, is, like, a character who told herself that she doesn't get what she wants, but always gets what she wants. Yeah, and she's like, why am I not special? If I'm not special, you can't be special. Right. Uh, Cal is just kind of like impressed and amused, but he he warns her about doing it without training or being able to see the big picture and like get consent. <laughs> also, that yeah, she talks to Robbie, who's at this point kind of had his Cinderella moment, where everybody's like, "Holy shit, he's actually kind of hot." Yeah, I love. She's like, "I can undo it." He's like, "I don't want you to fucking undo it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, I like being hot. Thank you. Yeah. So he appreciates it, but like you said, he he's like, next time ask yeah he's like you did use me as a fucking experiment yeah not cool 
Kel tells her to come to the next circle on Halloween, and Morgan agrees. Uh, at this point, she has the chat with her aunt about, <laughs> she's like, how'd you know you were gay? And uh, her aunt explains it. And I did love it. Like, it was very good. Yeah. Morgan relates it to her feelings of being a witch in a Catholic home. Yep. Which is, like, I know you and I have discussed this, like, that's not the best way to go about things. But for a lot of kids, it really fucking can be. Right. And I was actually curious about whether or not, because clearly Morgan's whole journey here of, of like discovering this new thing about herself that she didn't know. And uh, it's not directly related, but it coincides with her feelings for Cal. And Yeah, and she is definitely finding out that like, I am legit magical. I'm not just kind of interested in this thing. Right. And I wondered if you thought that maybe this was a stealth coming out narrative like i'm gonna write this story about a teenager realizing that she's wicked (laughs) i we can't know whether or not tierney tiernan set out to make a stealth narrative even just through the ways that uh we have you know we have the the aunt who is a lesbian we have uh, morgan talk to in the goddamn bookshop paula the the new girlfriend about Wicca, we have her talk to her aunt about, you know, how did you know you were gay and things like that, that whether it is intentional or not, I feel like you cannot write this particular story about a heavily adopted by LGBTQA plus people and not have it resonate as a stealth coming out narrative. Sure. Um, Also, I mean... Yes, you did mention that her feelings for Cal are new, but also this is the very first person she's ever felt this way about. Very easily, Cal could be, like I said, could be a gal, and you would have, I'm definitely woman-loving woman (laughs) and Wiccan, you know, happening at the same time. I feel like that would have made this a harder book to sell in the early 2000s. Definitely, and not something somebody's going to commission. Yeah, and, you know, they already were having enough trouble. They had to call it sweep uh, (laughs) here. So that would have been such a hard sell. But that you can definitely see this as, oh, I've never felt this way before. Um, I had a a little bit of a crush, the aunt says, on a girl, but I never told her. If Cal didn't very clearly feel the same way about Morgan, she's, she's living through the same thing her aunt did. So I, I would say that if someone chose to look at this as, I kind of feel that way, but about mm, people of my same gender, <laughs> that if I can go for it, dive into it. Like, you can definitely read this as a stealth narrative in that way. Yeah, I, I don't think that it, there's any way to avoid that comparison, for sure, especially because they straight out say it. Morgan's like, yeah. hmm, my aunt being a lesbian is a little bit like me being a wicked. Yeah. <laughs> Which could be read as... Mm, my aunt is my aunt is a lesbian, and I think I too might be a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, again, it's not the best because you want you want to have queer people in queer stories. Yeah. Obviously, you want representation to be representation and not wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. Not subtext. Yeah. She did so much that was not subtext, though. Yeah. Like, we yeah. discussed where it wasn't like we described this character and we mentioned their skin tone maybe you can infer that they're not white if you want skin tone and last name mm. Mm. 
One plus one. Must be a person of color. <laughs> you do oh, that God, math Jane. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, with, with so much that she did in this book that was not cheeky. Yeah, I feel like you can read it that way, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And she feels she feels so much better, too, as she embraces it and herself. And there's even very outright discussions of that, of being like, I felt so much better. I felt so, so confident about myself since I embraced this part of me. Yeah, I think that's part of the discussion with her aunt. Yeah. Tells her as soon as she started letting herself feel that way, then she felt a lot better about herself. And yeah. it's like, mm, relatable. <laughs> really, my parents didn't like it, but mm, it wasn't theirs to like. Right. Lots of people reading the book are like, hmm, relatable. Yeah. I, honestly, <laughs> having that conversation with the aunt in a book published in the year 2001 holy shit, <laughs> like, why wasn't this book on my radar by then? Like, <laughs> that is incredible. And I think it's because it was just, you know, it was very, uh, 80 million of these books came out real quick. Yeah. And it was about witches, and I wasn't super into witches. But if someone had said, please read these chapters, mm-hmm. I would have been blown away and probably read the whole series. <laughs> just being like, I don't care if it talks about her gay aunt ever again, because fuck yeah, good job. Yeah, and I mean, that's uh, part of the case for having explicit expression of your content, right? So the people who need it can find it. But also the reverse of of being able to read something and and not have people know immediately or be able to read into it and find comfort in it. Like, there's, there's room for both. Yeah, and because some kids, I mean, obviously the kids who are reading this book who are not straight or, or not, not cis might read it and their parents are okay with them reading about witches and witchcraft but they might not be okay with them reading about like oh this character is is she's gay or oh this character is trans but the ones who are gonna want to read it because it's about witches the parents who are like morgan's mom in that moment mm-hmm. are not gonna let her do it anyway they're the ones who are trying to ban harry potter <laughs> so yeah. yeah it's like one step at a time <laughs> Uh, I feel like I've always been very, maybe a little bit on my high horse about books uh, that that are not explicit in their representation. But I rereading this, uh, I really feel like I understand the 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 need for the the reverse. Yeah, so. I feel like you and I have chatted about that in this podcast. Uh, backlist and chill and also in our previous podcast where you know we do we do kind of demand that people are explicit in their representation but we are privileged in being able to ask for that that's true especially uh in in different time periods i mean 2001 was not super long ago so things were not super different but there also were things that you can get away with at different periods in time (laughs) absolutely i mean you know even even 10 years before this book you couldn't have had you know the character the the aunt character be gay you couldn't have i mean you could but good luck having it be an alloy entertainment uh series right and i I mean i'm sure that those books existed and they were probably books that were about that thing yeah i worked at borders and there was like a very small uh gay and lesbian they called it section Mm -hmm. that was at the end (laughs) well and and it's interesting too too. like part of the, the the thing that we're doing with this podcast is we're reading the analog to this from 10 years earlier like we're reading lj smith yes. and it's not there it's like not. none of this is there right even though matt and, and stefan man 
<laughs> headcanon subtext is there. The subtext is there. They were good for each other. But yeah. Like, and so in this one where I'm looking at it going, Beth and Raven just need to fucking hook up because <laughs> the two of them. Like, You're like, well, maybe that could actually happen. Yeah. Who knows? It's like, 2001. I, I have hope. It's like Raven is clearly interested in Cal, but that doesn't preclude her from also being interested in Beth. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, we're almost there. We're almost to the almost end of this there. fucking book. So. We're doing a good job. <laughs> uh, so on the way to the next circle, Bree and Morgan finally have their knockdown blowout fight. Holy shit. I was not expecting it to go so horrible. The fucking audacity of Bree, honestly. <sighs> I was so mad at her. I know. Bree. So it's obviously making Bree the bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Un- it's it's un impossible to to not say that because Bree is being extremely unreasonable here. Yeah. But they're not digging in on the girl hate. It just has a different vibe from a lot of the stuff that we we get in other stories. Yeah, there's some generalized girl hate thrown at Raven. Yes. Uh throughout where like there are moments where I'm like come on, come on. <laughs> you didn't need to say that. Yeah. But with Bree, Morgan is upset that Bree is putting Cal and her interest in Cal above her relationship with Morgan. Yep, and that's where I'm like, nope, we are not friends anymore. Yep, because Brie says that Morgan is is two-faced and she's trying to get Cal to like her. Uh, She fucking tells Morgan to stop going to circles. Which is... God, Brie just gets... She's... Yeah. (laughs) It's terrible. Yep. She's like... Morgan, I thought that I wanted us to do this together, but um, it turns out that I just want to have a thing for me and Cal. So you need to stop going to these circles. And Morgan's like, like excuse you. Morgan, the, like Morgan has shown an aptitude for this and has been doing research and going on. And oh, Bree's like, well, I'm the one who found practical magic. It's like, fuck you. You don't own the goddamn store. Uh. <laughs> um. So Brie fucking turns the car around and Brie's like, I'm going to take you home. Um, You'll feel differently about this after Cal and I are together. You'll get over it. Oh my God, like, what? Holy shit. I'll feel differently once I have my prize. Right? And just the way she's willing to put Morgan and Morgan's feelings on a fucking shelf until she's done with her thing. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to uh, find a way to get him to like me. Then we can be friends again. Right? Like, I'm going to put you and your life on pause here while I go do my stuff with I this boy I like. I care about your wants. Oh, it is so, so rough. And I... So... Truly, the way Brie was in the beginning versus the way Brie is in the end, mm-hmm. it feels to me like it feels like some magical bullshit. Oh, you think? I don't. I don't know for sure, but I would not be surprised if there was some weird magical bullshit. If like she was reacting poorly to things, maybe she's just being this way. But it just it just feels it comes on so fast, so strong. Her feelings for Cal are so strong. Like maybe she's just an overdramatic teenager. Probably just an overdramatic teenager. <laughs> but it would not surprise me. I know you've read it, so don't tell me. Oh no. Um, I was gonna say that I thought that the book did a pretty good job of building this. Honestly, I, I feel like it built it, but that even from when it started building, it didn't feel right. Mm, okay. Uh. So at, so Morgan gets out of the car, <laughs> and Bree's like, "All right." And she uh, goes off to the circle and Morgan realizes like, well, I am way too far from the place where we're having the circle. I guess I'm going right, home. Right, because the poor the fucking Matt lives 10 miles out of town. 
So as she walks home, she sort of contemplates, like, what just happened? (laughs) And she remembers, like, some of the fights that she's had with Brie before about different silly things that were very detailed, very specific, and very sweet. And she sort of realizes, like, oh, I've always kind of just given Brie what she wants. Like, I'm finally standing up for myself, even in this relationship with this person that I thought was my friend. Yeah, and that's, uh, it's rough to find even when you're not dealing with all the other crap. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, more more progression of, of Morgan uh, becoming more honest with herself. Yeah, she's doing a good job, you know? Yeah, and it's it's good, and it's it's interesting that it's painful in this way. Yeah. So at the school the next day, Robbie says that Brie told everybody that Morgan wasn't going to come to the circles anymore. <laughs> that moment, I was just like, you fucking scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. What I what I love, though, is that all of her friends are just like, is that true? That doesn't seem right. And she's right? like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Morgan's just like, nope, that's bullshit. I'm going to be there next time. But Brie is like, you're not coming to the circles. And she's like, fuck you, I am. <laughs> I love it. It's great. And this is where I'm like, I love you, Morgan. That she's not like, oh, well, Brie told everybody that I wasn't, and so now they expect that I'm not going to, so I can't. Like, I have literally known people still in their goddamn 30s who would react it that way. Where I'm just like, why you let everybody step all over you? What are you fucking doing? But no, 16-year-old Morgan figure that shit out. <laughs> So Morgan arranges to be at the next circle and he explains that they're all supposed to consider whether they want to do Wicca for real forever, maybe. So uh, Morgan sees Brie at school uh, not very long after and Brie just slides up and she's like, hey, you can go to circles again soon uh, because I fucked Cal. Which I think is a fucking lie. (laughs) Um and she says this. So, like, once once we've settled into being a couple. Now, now that we've gone to bed together, he'll be mine in a couple weeks. Like, girl, he's not yours now. Right? <laughs> also, just being like, hey, we literally fought, like, yesterday. But I'm here to tell you, unpause in a couple weeks. Stay <laughs> stay frosty. Now, if Brie did have sex with Cal, and Cal did have sex with Brie, I'm sure it will be fucking sex magic or something. <laughs> Like, whatever, it's fine, you guys. Please use protection. Cal, if you like Morgan, <laughs> you've seen she wouldn't even take her fucking clothes off. Yeah. Which is her choice and her right. <laughs> you would be like, I guess I'll fuck your best friend. Like, fuck you. Which is why I think it's a lie. And I think it had the opposite reaction to what Brie was hoping. Be like, no, I can't have sex with a man who's had sex with another woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that Morgan is like, oh, ow, that yeah. really hurts. Yeah. Still want to be a witch, though. Yeah. Like, that's it's my like, interest here. You can date Cal, but magic, you. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I actually care about this and not just fucking Cal, so. I was so glad that she, like, straight up said that. Yeah. Uh, so finally, Halloween, it's here. They go to the circle that they're having in a graveyard. Uh, Cal lets some of the initiates draw the circle, and we're all learning. I did like that, too, that it was like, hey, you two do this part, you two do this part. But he is not just like, I am horny for Morgan. Oh, yeah, like you, it's, mm, we'll talk about it later. Anyway, (laughs) um, so they all cast the circle, they channel their energy, they agree to be initiates. Cal finally names the coven, Cirrus. 
And at the peak of it, uh, Morgan briefly leaves her body and sees the universe. My god, it's full of stars. <laughs> I can see time itself. <laughs> For miles and miles and miles. <laughs> I love it. She comes back to herself and she's like crying. And her friends are like, what's wrong? Are you okay? She's like, it's so beautiful she like touches robbie's <laughs> face and he's just like has like a fucking religious experience yep. so she she walks over to the altar and she touches a dead flower and she's like it's so sad that you never got to bloom here let me take care of that for you yeah she touches a bud that didn't bloom and uh everybody sees it so now nobody can call her a faker which is great i do appreciate that mm-hmm. but i do love the cow walks up and is like stop touching things <laughs> yeah i love I love how casual he is yeah, about it. He's just like, so no, stop that, stop that. He's like, gotta stop touching shit, get on the ground, get a ground here. <laughs> Fucking baby bird, get over here. Yeah. So he sets her down to ground her and he's like, you're a blood witch, Harry. <laughs> uh, and they, they get to have their little Spider-Man kiss. It sounds very awkward. It really does. I reread the part where she wraps her arms around his neck like three times trying to understand how that was comfortable for anybody. Right, because like her head is in his lap, but I think like, I think he's sitting, so like she's lying on her back on the ground herself i think he sits behind her head he puts her head in his lap and yeah he sits behind her but then he like leans down to kiss her he has to be extremely yeah. limber i'm just so saying. flexible <laughs> yeah and then she wraps her arms around his neck and i'm like that's not you gotta reach for that like just let him kiss you or something yeah. uh yeah that's sweep book one book of shadows i liked it i so you and I will text each other and things like that when we're reading things. I wanted to just like run downstairs and be like, oh my god, I can't wait to re- to talk about this because I really liked it. And I was like, I don't want to say that. I want your reaction to me liking it recorded on the podcast. <laughs> That's good. Because we don't always like the things we read. You know, usually there's a lot wrong with stuff. And like there's a little bit wrong with it, but I feel like the moments that are wrong with it are like, mm-hmm. eh, right, I'll just warn for that. They're very small. They're very small. It doesn't feel, like, systemic. And I really do feel like it's because of how grounded in reality yeah. so much of this story actually is. It's probably going to get worse once we get into more world-building <laughs> stuff, I theorize. So much of what we have read in the past has been very heavy on world building and poor analogs to real oppression and marginalization um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of girl hate and a lot of fucking rapey dudes. Yeah. That this was like a fucking breath of fresh air and I had to like stop myself. I wanted to keep reading. I was like, no, I don't want to know anything. I want to talk about (laughs) the book and then I want to read the next book. I was wondering, I'm like, oh man, I'm enjoying this so much. Am I going to have to not like defend myself? But, but yeah, just like, if I was like, this book is boring and stupid and this girl, and she's just learning this shit and blah, 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 blah. Like, I feel like, so like transparency, I don't know if I or you are the best necessary judges of whether or not this book is okay for folks um, yeah. who don't have any background in understanding pagan and and wiccan yes practices because again reading this book was so fucking nostalgic i yeah i started reading it and i'm like 
I'm not going to be able to judge this objectively. Like, there's some things, even with LJ Smith, where I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, this fucking sucks. Like, fuck you and your rape allegory. <laughs> yeah. But there's some, like, the first uh, Amelia Atwood Rose book we read, this one, where I'm just like, oh, no, I just like this too much. Yeah. Like, I can't be trusted. And I feel that way about this book like i'm not sitting here going this is the best book ever everyone should always read it like no i'm just like it was just it was just fun whole like yeah it just was it was just it was just fine it was just this teenage girl and she's learning about wicca and also she's a witch that's it 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 the fights were not <laughs> I, think, I think there's that too there were no physical fights which i fucking hate um there was no big dramatic showdown it's all very emotional like honestly this is the kind of role-playing game i like to run i can see that (laughs) where it's like you've got five moves that are magical but mostly (laughs) i want you to be playing out daytime soap opera yes i think this felt like a first episode so very much oh yeah it absolutely did where where like there's 14 or 15 of these books i saw listed in the beginning and I'm so surprised this was not turned into a TV show. <laughs> Especially with everyone having a fucking last name. Yep. But yeah, like, and not not in a bad way. Not in like a Vampire Diaries way where it felt incomplete. It just felt like the beginning of something, but not a first third of something that was written together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, definitely, it ends at a point where you're like, that was not a whole book. And that is my one complaint about this book, Mm -hmm. is that you can't just read this book and be done with it. There's so much more going on. Like, there's, uh, there's hints that Morgan is not related to her family, (laughs) Um, because she has a what is probably prophetic dream about like being born and a woman is holding her and she loves her and she's saying you know like my baby or my child or something like that she's like i know that this is my mother but it's not my mom and then like how she's always like my family is all morning birds and i'm a night owl where it's like that could just be normal kid stuff being like everybody in my family is beautiful and i'm just fucking normal (laughs) but like there's that and also she's a blood witch but they don't seem like they're interested in this kind of stuff and the mom was like what the fuck are you doing looking at this shit she's like it's just mom what the fuck mom yeah so i'm like yep (laughs) i don't want her to be that i want her family to just be like look hundreds of years ago this was in our family we don't do that anymore we keep safe we're good now we're not fighting with each other but I worry that it's going to go that way, and I'll see how it how it comes about. But, like, you can't just read this book and then be done with nope. it. There's too much. You can, you can see the plots that are going to take place this season on yeah. Sweep. <laughs> on Sweep. But I'm, I'm super glad you liked it. I am super curious, as somebody who liked the first book, how you will like how the series progresses, so same because it can't all be this way um and again with with the tv series um comparison the ways in which like it, there has to be conflict you know there's gonna be big bads and things like that we're gonna get into the broader world and maybe i won't love it as much as i really enjoyed this this sweet little quick read later mm-hmm. on but for sure the first book is pretty great and yeah i just i would recommend it Clap, 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 clap. I'm glad you liked it. Yay! I'm really glad that, that you know, we chose this one. Yeah. All right. Well, that's book one. Two more to go. Yeah. 
Next episode, we will talk about book two called The Coven. Now that they are all actually part of the Theorist Coven, which is exciting. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us over on Twitter for Backlist Podcast, or you can find me there. I am at Olivia Hennis, H-E-N-N-I-S. I am on Twitter at Endless underscore Run. Uh, you can also support the podcast on Patreon.com slash Backlist and Chill. Yes, please do consider even like a dollar would be super, super great in these trying times. <laughs> in these uncertain times where we are not currently employed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be nice to cover the cost of, of hosting. <laughs> right. Um, please uh, give us the excuse to continue to read these teenage books. <laughs> and I hope that uh, that you have opportunities to, to seek out some of the books that we have done talking about even though you've got major fucking spoilers like it's good and also you can read ahead (laughs) oh yeah you aren't constrained by our format you can just fucking devour these 15 books and then be like "Mm, yes next month they're gonna talk about this one that i loved and then this one that Mm -hmm. i hated (laughs) next week they're gonna talk about uh this one that i read 14 books ago 12 years (laughs) all right everybody be safe out there have a good one we love you Bye. bye